Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson, new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you're riding that wave, wave there, oh, Rob. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I got, a, I got a new team now, too. Well, Good. not a new team, yeah. but I, I've never rooted for two teams. I'm, I'm in. I'm all in with Brady and the Buccaneers. I know there's a lot of people going to be upset about that. I'm not turning my back in the Patriots, not at all, but I kind of, uh, I kind of enjoy watching him play. Have you seen any of his commercials? I have. He's loosening up a little bit. He's loosening up, man. And yeah. this one commercial he had, he's talking to somebody, and before he hangs up, he's like, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but do you still hate me? And the guy's like, yeah, I still hate you. And he hangs up and, you know, kind of goes with that. And even yeah. his wife yells over, hey, does, does he still hate you? Yeah, he still hates me. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. having some fun. I'm glad yeah. to see it. Good for him. Yep. So How was we, your weekend? You and I, first of all, you and I haven't talked in a while uh, A while since we did the last one. I think it's been a, a, a long time since I've talked to you. So how you been, man? Are you staying regular and things are good? Oh, the prunes. Prunes, baby. Good. How are they working for you? Awesome. Never better. Yeah. yeah. It, that's a good way to keep regular. Yeah. You know, with our schedules and flying and traveling and all that stuff. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Speaking of prunes. Uh, prunes flying, Speaking of flying and travel, you know, I, I never went to bed last night. It is uh, 8.30 or 8, yeah, 8.28 now p.m. Friday. And I last time I went to bed was a uh, Wednesday night. I never slept. It was the worst travel experience on planet Earth with, with uh, the airlines. It was a disaster. But I walked in the door at 7.30 a.m. And my, my first meeting of the day was 8.30. And then there was meetings from then on till till late in the afternoon, and then the podcast here late at night. So yeah, so uh, you are been, the consummate professional. Uh, it's been a rough one, Rob. But you don't need sleep, man. You don't need it, sleep. You can you'll get your sleep later on. You're good. It's Friday. Don't you get that? I always found though when you're doing a 24, 36. Once you get to a certain point, now you're just going. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I tell you the worst time for me when we were doing well that when we did that podcast about the worst job ever right where we were working two days completely straight started friday night and went till monday morning the only time that really got me was like four to six a.m yeah that four to six a.m was painful and then after you got over that hump so what, what's your hump? What time is your hump? I haven't felt it yet. I mean, you know what I mean? I got a second wind and, um, you know, um, it's Friday, thank God. So I don't have to worry about, you know, I, I can catch up. Well, I got a lot of catch up over the weekend. It was a good, as, as bad as my travel day was, Rob, I know at least one person had a worse travel day. You know, I'm standing in the airport in Austin and, you know, waiting, you know, as we all do and what have you, and a plane unloads, right? The people are coming off a plane, right? Yeah. And this lady comes up off the plane and she's frazzled. Right. I mean, she's she's uh, obviously, you know, probably has to do well. She had clearly had a uh, catch a connecting flight. So she's running around looking for the monitors, whatever, to find out what the flight is. She's rushing around to asking some lady. She's in a panic. Right. And and she's carrying too many bags and and it's a mess. And so she comes up to me and she goes, where's Terminal B at? 
I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and I got caught up in her her frenzy of, you know, I could feel her for her anxiety, you know, trying to get to where she's going. So I said, yeah, head down that way down there. So she took off running, right? So sitting there and a few minutes later, I'm thinking, yeah, no, that's not the way to Terminal B. And I went, oh, oh, wait a minute. That's right. That's <laughs> You know, you know, I'm, I'm directionally challenged, right? I got no sense of direction. And I said it with the utmost confidence and off she scurried down that way. And, you know, she just bought it hook, line and sinker. Huh? You know, you know, when people don't run a lot and they're having to run like, you know, like if they had to run out of a building, like a fire, that's how she's running. Like it's a club foot type of running, you know, like heavy feet. You know what I mean? Yes. Her little, yeah. her, little her little legs were, you know, yeah, I'm Instead I'm of running north and south, they're going east and west, and she's got all these bags and stuff, and she, she's sweating, and, and off down she goes, right? And when I realized that, huh, uh, that's not actually the way the terminal will be that, that direction. It's actually the opposite it's, it's that way. Oh. I thought, hmm, I could go help her. But, you know, I put in a hard day of work, Rob. You know, it's, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 for yeah. Me, to, to be, it'd be undignified for me to go chasing after her. You know what and I mean? And talk about somebody who runs with a club foot. I, yeah. Yeah. She's going to outrun you any day of the week because of those knees of yours. I felt horrible for the lady. I really did. Yes. But um, but then I, the game was on TV, and thirty seconds, about a minute later, I'm 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 watching the game. Then I'm interested in the game, and about five minutes or so, ten minutes later, she comes running back, oh. and she looks at me, <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> in desperation, she goes, "That's not the way to Terminal B." I oh. I. I, I my plane's gone. It's gone. And I said, yeah. Um, I thought you said D. And she goes, D's not down that way either. And I said, yeah, I, I don't, it's, man, it's a tough one. And she goes, God. And she looks at me in just absolute, just horror. And she walks off and she sits over there where I can see her. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a pretty passive aggressive move, by the way, too. So you know now I mean? you have to watch her crying because she missed her plane. She's she's far enough away from me, but she's like where I she's in my ear sight or my line of sight, which makes me feel uncomfortable. And you know like, that she is staring at you the entire time. Yeah. And uh so How yeah, how could I, this guy do this? Did you send her over a drink or some no. chicken strips or wings or something? You know, just no. hey, hey, I'm really is, sorry. You know how expensive a drink is at the airport? This is on me. It's not cheap, Rob. Well, tuna sandwich is thirteen dollars. These yes. people have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea what the real cost of anything is in the rest of the world. Yeah. So, in all seriousness, I've I've really felt bad for the lady, but um, you know, directions is not my forte, Rob. And, and I'll have to tell you, I, I I'll have to tell you that um. You know, it's been a bad week for me in, in that regards with people. It's been a bad people week for me. I'm usually pretty, pretty dialed in. Um, in our town, uh, in, in our small town, uh, in the newspaper, I, I don't usually read the uh, the local paper, but it said this, this couple moved here from Alaska. And they're going to show drive-in movie theaters on their farm, right? And they're going to, all the money is going to be donated to the, to the uh, Boys and Girls Club. So I, I told you, I said, how nice is that? Isn't that a nice, isn't that a nice gesture that they would do that? They charge $20 a car. And, you know, when's the last time you've been to a drive-in? Been a long time, right? And six, 
six years ago? Yeah. So six it, years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It was kind of a nostalgic thing for me. And and they were playing Casablanca. Do you know that movie at all? Yes. Okay. Well, it, I, I've heard about that movie. Okay. My whole life. And I'm a movie guy. Yeah. And me being a movie guy, I thought to myself one time I saw it on TCM and I'm like, I better watch this movie. I am a movie guy. Yeah. I, I got to know what's going on here. I mean, this is, you know, one of the most famous movies of all time and I'm clueless to it. So yes, I have watched okay. Casablanca. Let me tell you what it means to our family. Um, Humphrey Bogart, obviously. And I am not exaggerating because I asked my, I asked Judy this and, and we are, we're bringing her sister with us as well. Her older sister, uh, Anne. And I asked them, how many times have you guys seen this movie? And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. This is not an exaggeration. Judy's watched it over 20 times. And her sister says, I know I've watched it 40 times. Maybe not all at one time. Like I'm watching. I always have it on. If it's on, if I'm ironing or doing something else, it's, it's always wow. on. And the, the, the song from, from that movie is our wedding song. Okay. When we got married. Okay. You so, must remember this. Yes. A kiss. Just a kiss. Yeah. All a right, smile so, is just a smile. That song. Keep going. I'll bring Judy in. That was your wedding song. That was our wedding. That's our first dance song, right? Okay, so nice. I tell Judy, this be kind of romantic, right? I mean, it's a drive-in theater like the old days. We'll bring your sister, you know, and she'll love it. And, and so they said, what a great idea. We pack a picnic lunch, okay? We get there early, and uh, we're in the front row. And then I'm, I'm in my, my Dodge truck. But we, I got this idea that it would be nice if we, we, we face backwards. So we have the, we can get up, we can sit in the truck. We brought, we brought chairs, right? You know what I mean? Like folding chairs yeah. and sit in the back of the truck. Yeah. They make a nice picnic with cheese and olives and, and all that, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to watch this show. So it gets dark. The movie comes on. I turn the radio on. Oh, that's the other thing. It, they didn't have a sound system, but you tune, in, tune into the local radio station and it's on there. So you that's can play. How, that's how all the drive-ins are now. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. You, you, you use your radio. Yes. So you don't have the thing hanging off your window anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So I turn the speakers up. I open the back window. Uh, my truck is a is a new Dodge truck. Not to brag, you know, but it's different. You know, it's different than the old days. So we're listening to Casablanca. The movie's on. It's a black and white, and it's a perfect night. Super dark. There's no moon. And uh, we're in heaven, right? Well, about 30 minutes into this, these new trucks, I, I, I don't know the technology, man, but the radio shuts off, right? So if you don't use it a certain amount of time, it just shuts off. Right. So now we have no sound, right? So Judy's like, oh, no, there's no sound now. I said, I got it. I, I put my hand to open on the front door. The lights come on and, and blinds everybody behind us. I mean, everybody's going, oh, God, turn, turn them off. Oh, God, what's he doing? I mean, they're, you, I mean, they're blinding because the other people are sitting outside in their chairs. Also, Your headlights them. come on? Yes. You know how when, you know, new cars, you, you go to open the door or you, or you turn the, uh, hit the fob thing and the, the, the lights come on. Okay. So the lights came on and I can't, because I, I put my hand on the uh, door handle and I can't find the, 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 the clicker thing. It's in the car somewhere. So. They're, they're yelling at me and, and, you know, I've disrupted everybody behind and, it, and so it's embarrassing. <laughs> and so I quickly close the door and so the lights go off, but I didn't turn the radio on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I got to go, I got to open it again. Now you got to do it again. 
got to do it again. And I, and, and so um, I opened the door again and I blind, I mean, they're, they're like taking their chairs and they're running out of the way and they're, I blinded them. And uh, again, I can't get to the radio. So I close the door now and I go back to Judy. I said, Judy, I can't, I, I can't open the door anymore. I, I, you know, she goes, well, there's no sound. So we listened to the rest of the movie. The, the, I mean, at least an hour more of the movie with zero sound. So it kind of was around you. Nobody around. Uh, you couldn't not, hear there. Not, not enough that you could hear it. Enjoy the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I thought we might as well just leave. But then I thought, well, you know, what kind of, I don't want to hurt the feelings of the guy from Alaska who just moved here, who's trying to do this nice charity thing. And then one guy just blows off in the middle of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it wasn't the night that I thought it was going to be, but yeah, whatever. It was, it was nice all the same. How many cars were there? How many people were in this thing? I want to say there was about 45 cars or so. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And what did he show it on the side of his barn? You said? No, uh, he had a massive screen. Huge. He had telephone poles dug into the, you know, into the ground and the big, you know, wires and big screen. Wow. Um, uh, we haven't, we haven't said anything about work on this podcast yet. I'm feeling a little bit guilty. So I'm just going to mention mega one. So continue on. <laughs> mega one. Crystal continue. clear. One component finish. There you go. And the great part about mega one, five days fully cured. There you That's go. mega one from Bona. Speaking of uh, Christmas decorations, we're going to have to, we had Jeff Sheaves uh, on here before and, and his wife is absolutely, it's an absolutely, you've never seen anything like it in your life, Rob. Uh, oh, I have. Cause have you I seen, thought I was a Christmas decorator. Yeah. His wife. They are out of control. They're the movie, man. They're yeah. Christmas vacation. So that's uh, a Hallmark. Yeah. I, I thought that, you know, I work pretty hard, you know, on the outside of my house and everything. I'm a pop compared to him. Matter of fact, him and I got really talking about it. And um, I'm still a C9 guy, ceramic, multicolored C9, same, same type of Christmas lights my grandfather used. Okay. And for a while we couldn't find him. And then I found them online and, you know, they don't sell them in the stores a lot. My electric bill is hysterical when I turn these things on. You know, these lights still get hot and stuff like, you know, you still blow some good fuses and everything. But I thought I was pretty good. You know, I got a pretty good sized tree out front, maybe 20 something feet. And we decorate that whole thing. Man, Chiefs is just another level. Yeah. That's but like, that's exterior. Yeah. Now, interior, I get a, a, maybe I'll be able to, you know, get up there with the Chiefs because. Pauline's all the interior. I do exterior. Pauline's all interior. And it looks like Christmas Town in here. Nice. I mean, it looks like a Hallmark movie. Well, well, you'll be able to break out your Christmas uh, playlist. So let me ask you with school, what's going on with schools lately? Oh, man. Um, glad you asked. Such a great story. We had a school uh, a couple weeks ago in Monroe. Monroe. Yeah, Monroe. Sometimes I get uh, sidetracked where I'm at. Had a crew come up. Commodore Floors. Commodore Floors. Brothers. Travis and Anthony came up for the school. And, um, you know, some of the best parts of the school are just the backstories of how companies got their start. I always love asking, you know, 
how they got their start. Well, they're second generation floor guys. Okay. Their dad. So I asked them, I go, how'd your dad get his start? And he said, he was on a job and saw a guy sanding floors. And he goes, I think I can do that. Wow. That's and that's how his dad started the whole company. I mean, damn. He saw a guy sanding floors and thought, I think I can do that. So he, you know, did the whole thing, started renting equipment, taught himself how to do it. Never went to a completely self-taught with everything. And I thought that is a pretty cool story. Well, the dad's in his eighties now. So there's, uh, oh, I think five siblings all together. Okay. Two girls, three boys of this, the Commodore family. And they're all scattered all over the United States. They're, they're all over the place. Right. And the younger brother wanted to get back into the dad's business. And he contacted all the siblings who are all scattered throughout the country yeah. and said, why don't you, why don't we all move back and open up dad's business again and get it going, crank it up. One of the best stories I've ever heard. It gives me goosebumps. When he told me that, I was like, and he goes, you know, we have some, some nephews and we got some sons and nephews that we think we want to get involved. And I said, listen, um, you're in South Carolina, not, they're just over the line. So they're not too far from the training center, you know? Yeah. And I, I said, I want to be part of the Commodore family. Okay? Oh, man. I said, every nephew, every son, anybody who wants training, I want you to send them to me. I go, yeah. if you guys want to come back, you know, you come on back. Uh, it was just, it was just, you know, I mean, I know I'm lucky for what I do because I love training and just have such a great time. But when you get, you know, stories like this and the, the most unbelievable part is they they all agreed to come back. They're all coming back and they're they're cranking up dad's company again. I mean, that's a movie. That- I. That, oh, that is so funny. You said that because that's exactly what I said to him. I go, this is either a reality show that would be really awesome or it's a hallmark movie yeah yeah i've sat through pauline's hallmark movies and i felt like when he was telling me this story i felt like i was in one yeah and i'm telling you we had more fun at this class um i put some pictures up on instagram and we just had a blast what's the name of the family and their company again commodore floors out of where out of South Carolina, just I'm not sure in Indian Crossing. something. Okay, Indian Crossing is that it? I don't know. Yeah, I love that. That's a fantastic. Oh, here's another one right in the middle of the class. Okay, and we're running the machines and everything, and I start showing them the power drive. Here's a power drive commercial, right in the middle. Him and his brother. Now they're remembering working for dad, slot drums, you know, old time stuff, right? Okay. And I'm showing them everything the power drive can do and how close you can get, you know, taking the edging off and, you know, all this stuff the power drive can do. He's like, stop, wait, no way, stop everything. He goes, you got to be kidding me with this thing. 
I go, no, I said, you know, this was a, a really good machine when it came out, but now with the weights and the steel plates and the wire brush, and I go, this thing's amazing, right? He goes, can you turn the vac off for a second? I go, yeah, sure. He calls up his distributor right there standing on the panel and orders it. Wow. Right there, oh, orders awesome. it right there. <laughs> wow, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. And uh, I said, that was the other thing I said, I go, this is going to be great for these nephews and everything that you want to get into the business. Um, you know, this is a great way for them to start. And, uh, but man, I heard, you know, you hear great stories, but this one all scattered throughout the United States, they yeah. all decided let's move back. Dad's still alive. Let's start this company up. Man. I know. Isn't that a cool story? It gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah, and you wish them the best of success. I told like them, that. I said, you know, one of the things about training that I really want to improve on is to do more training with the same people. You know, you don't just want to do a one and done. You know, I think the more they come, you know, once a year, even if it's just once a year, you know, just to do a little brush up. And I said, you know, you guys are so close to the RTC. I said, we got Robbie in the RTC. You got Larry, you got Jeff Sheaves, you got Mark Raymond. Uh, you know, I told them too. Uh, that was another thing I threw in. We were going over the adhesives and everything. And finally I looked at them because I could see that uh, this was, they're not doing a lot of glue downs. They've done some. And I go, here, here's Mark's number. When you get ready to do a job, Mark will come out and work with you. I go, that's the best way to do yeah, this. That's Get awesome. Mark right out on the job, you know. And I know, you know, Mark's going to love these guys. He's going to yeah. love the story. I mean, we all love that kind of story, you know. So, uh, you know, but I told them, I said, we got to keep this up, you know. Once a year, do a brush up. I go, you guys are so lucky to live so close to the RTC. This is your batting cage, man. This is your driving range. You come here and practice and. You know, if somebody shows you a picture of a gray wire brush floor, come here and figure out how to do it. You know, don't do it on their job. Do it here. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this crew. I think I'm hoping you get to meet them because you'll you'll love them. They're just great. I'd love to. You know, there's a there's a great line from a from a, a country band out of out of Texas. Um, Jamie Dell Gilmore is a singer and, and Joe Ely, and I can't remember the name of the band, uh, escapes me right now, but the, the line in the song is, uh, he goes, hey, babe, you're not the ocean, you're just a wave. And uh, with us, we know we're a small part of, of the contractors, you know what I mean? I mean, we, they have their business and what have you, but I don't think, know if people realize how much uh, we would get a kick out of and get a kick out of it being just being able to help someone a little bit in the trade and, and be, be there for them and be a partner for them. And so uh, I, I love that story, man. That just, uh, it's, that's so awesome. And I would love to come down there and meet him. Yeah. Um, it just occurred to me, your stories are really sweet stories. They're Hallmark stories. I started this show telling you that I ruined the ladies, absolutely ruined her, her, her day and, and just destroyed it by helping her miss her flight. Uh, I went on to talk about how I blinded everybody at Casablanca and ru ruined their movie going experience. Mm -hmm. Followed up with two stories like, you know, Hallmark stories that, you know, uh, I mean, almost made me tear up a little bit. Yeah. 
I'm going to finish. I'm going to give you one more uh, of my uh, social faux pas uh, of the week for me. When I was talking to this guy, and this guy's a pretty manly dude, right? He's a floor guy, and he's like a, he's like a, <laughs> he's an alpha guy, right? Big, I get, big, yeah, big dude, yeah. I mean, he's he's he, you know, yeah. As a matter of fact, he was in the Marines at one time. This guy, he's a big dude. He walks into a room. Yeah, he's in command. He's not a touchy feely type of guy, right? I get the guy you're talking about. Yes. So we had one interaction about using the products. He had a question. Okay. And um, I answered his question. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And then the next day he says, Hey, one more thing I didn't ask you about. I, I want to ask you about this. And so he asked me the question. And I had already told him I was going to Austin, Texas for, for work. And um, so um, when I'm signing off on my text message, I said, All right. Uh, uh, appreciate it. And then I, I started typing out cowboy, right? Because, you know, you know, we had a the discussion about me going to Texas. Um, and I was waiting for the emoji to come up with a cowboy hat. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You no. Know, uh, so I typed it up and I hit send and I realized that that cowboy hat didn't come up. I called him cowboy, you know, out, out of the blue, like, all right, cowboy. And I'm thinking, we don't know each other like that you know what i mean but now how can i go back it, it just makes it all worse now if i go hey i was typing out an emoji i didn't mean to call you cowboy I, you know what i mean i just didn't i i think i would have corrected i think i would have told him i i was on the I, fence I, I, I didn't mean to call you cowboy i meant to call you tiger well i was on the fence with it and now too much time has gone by that would be even more weird so yeah, he that you've, been, that, you've been thinking about him now for two hours. Yeah. So now he thinks like I called him cowboy, like like uh, like that's a thing I do. Like all right, like, cowboy. It's a little yeah, too. Hopefully he didn't cool. think you were talking about cowboy from the village people or something yeah. like that. So like if I got a text like that from somebody that we only had one of the other interaction, I'd be thinking, huh? <laughs> oh, you know me like that. So anyhow, we we uh, I guess that's a, the difference between you and I, buddy. I uh, will tell you one other funny story. While I was in Texas. You know, it's the glass is half full, glass is half yeah. empty. Okay. Yeah. I am, everybody knows that. I'm I'm a half full guy, no matter what. Drives falling nuts. Yeah. You see, I have a problem with that. Because I know you do. You're saying yeah. that, it makes you, you, you kind of give the impression that I'm a half empty guy. Which I'm, I'm not a half-empty guy. No, you're not a half-empty guy. You're more of a devil's advocate guy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at a distributor in, in, in Texas, and uh, there's a lady in there. And I know she's a designer by looking at it, right? I, I mean, she's got it written. Everything, just just the, the, the bells are going off. This lady's a designer. And she's over there staying at the, at the, at the stain colors. Of the stain colors of, uh, of one of our competitors, uh, you know, uh, uh, products, right? And she's looking, she's looking at the stain colors and she's looking at the chart. She goes back to the stain colors. She goes back to the chart. She's looking at them from all different angles. She's holding the chart up. And I'm laughing to myself thinking, I know this lady. You know what I mean? I've dealt with this lady many times in my life. So the contractor comes in and meets her. So obviously they were, they were like, you know, he must have said, hey, let's meet at the distributor at 11 o'clock and we'll go over different things. He shows up, young kid. Good looking young kid, you know, about six foot two. And, and uh, you know, he's a, he's a hardworking guy. You can tell he's been on a job. Say. He comes in there. He's sweating. It's a hot day. Oh, I got to call him cowboy, too. Or no, I didn't call him cowboy. OK, good. Um, um, but um, so he starts talking to her about colors. 
And she goes, gosh, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't made up my mind. I thought I was going to like this. And she pointed to something like almost like a, like a, almost like a natural color. Right. And she goes, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. What do you think about this? And she goes to the darkest color on the board. I'm thinking this guy is screwed. You get a customer that thinks maybe I like the natural one, but I don't know the black. I don't one. know. I kind of like the black, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm looking at that white too. Yeah. Oh so, my. So I hear the kid go, you know, um, what you really want to do is kind of dial in about maybe three colors that you like and, and kind of go for there, maybe three, maybe four tops. And that way he goes, I, I promise you, if you, if you look at too many samples, you'll always end up with the wrong color. I thought, that's a pretty good rap, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So he's working with her and um, they, they're discussing colors and this is going on a long time, man. I mean, she's going way into detail about now she's talking about the walls. And I'm thinking, oh, this dude is so screwed. This brings back so many memories for me. And then um, finally, he looks over me in, in exasperation. We, he gives me a look like, man, what, what I <laughs> So um, then he finally, he says, uh, ma'am, he goes, you know, I, I got to get on another job site. Why don't we do this? Why don't you pick three or four colors that you really like? And, um, and then, you know, put them down for samples. And then when we, I come over to your job next, we'll, we'll talk, we'll discuss it. He goes, okay, I'll just pick out some colors. He goes in the back and, and starts grabbing materials that he needs for another job, I guess, right? I see here with both hands grabbing, Rob, at least 20 colors oh, and man. sets them on the counter. So I nod the guy. I give the guy a nudge, right? I go, hey, look. And he goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there, man. We've all been there. And um, I thought it was so damn funny. And, uh, oh, and it, do you miss those days? uh not those days because uh, that was always my worst thing my my i didn't towards the end of my career i didn't have the patience on the color on picking out the colors i left that to john and doug because they were both way more patient than me yeah. and uh so uh I, that part i let to them but you know you mentioned something there and i talk about it in the school and i you know always give them a little story that happened to me when she was talking about the colors of her walls and I did a, you know, this is back in the eighties when Pete and I just left my dad, started our own thing back in the eighties, we were doing tons of white floors. And I tell everybody that, you know, there I am putting the final coat on this white job and with 900 feet, we knocked this sucker out of the park. It was perfect. Wow. And uh, the ladies just standing in the doorway, pretty quiet. And I made the huge flooring guy mistake. So what do you think? And she looks right over and goes, I hate it. Wow. And I'm like, hate it? What the hell are you talking? I go, this is, I was really kind of insulted because, you know, white floors were tough back then with bleach yeah. and white stain and top coats. And when we murdered this floor, it was perfect. And she's like, no, I got white walls, a white ceiling and a white floor. It looks like a hospital room. Wow. And not knowing what I know now, I said to her, huh? That's your fault. You picked it out. Wow. I never said I'll resand it. You know, we can come to an agreement here, right? And here I'm telling everybody, oh, we got to work for the referral, right? We want to get a referral on it. Yeah. You know, even though the job was perfect, how many referrals did I get from her? Yeah. None. Right. Exactly. How many bad referrals do you think I got from her? Yeah. Here was right? the move. And was I was telling her too, like, hey. You, you got to pay me. I don't care if you don't like it. And this is kind of how I was talking to this woman. I look back at that and I go, what? 
what were you thinking? Yeah, there probably could have been a little extra money to be made there, you know? Yes. Well, he so was thinking that I learned a lesson, right? Emily, my oldest daughter, she wanted the darkest stain possible, right? She wanted dark, dark, but not black. She was looking at bark. I think that's what I used. I used bark on her floor. And uh, with my interior designer in me now that I'm, you know, so brilliant, I said, you know, Emily, the walls in your dining room, they're kind of dark red. And if you go with a dark floor, and it's not red. I know it's some other color, but to me, it looked like dark red. And I go, you know, you go to the dark floor. It's going to make this room look small. Well, the, the look on her face, like, wow, dad, dad is thinking of colors. Yeah. And, and she goes, oh, I understand. You know, and she gave me the whole thing. She's like, you know, I got a big, a lot of windows here. So that opens the room up and you get two openings. And so she had an answer, but I think I impressed her a little bit when I thought, when I told her, you know, trying to give her a heads up. Very nice. You yeah. missed an opportunity with that designer lady. Here was the move. Here was the move. Oh, it looks like a hospital. Everything's white. You know, we do a lot of these floors for designers and, and gray walls with this floor color is stunning. And then here's a, put it on the painter, right? There you go. There you, that's, a, that would have been great. Okay. Yeah. But as soon as she said she hated it, the whole, all I thought was, Not getting you know, paid. this is when, this is when Peter and I were just, we were, you know, trying yeah. to put some food on the table, you know? And I, as soon as she said she hated it, I thought well, she ain't going to pay me. Yeah. I, you know? I, I gotta have, you know, we gotta have this, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was in, uh, I was in panic mode when she said she hated it. And I'm like, well, you, you know, the job's perfect. And you picked out this color and, uh, you know, just give me my money, please. I, I did my. Well, speaking of stains, um, we are changing seasons now. We're getting into the fall, fall months of the year. Um, yes, you can see all the decorations. It is yep. time for fall. When I, when I, and I can't help myself, and I don't like to insert myself in the in the situation. So when the I, when I got the kid by myself, uh, I, I actually opened the door for him, help him carry some stuff out to his van. I said, "Hey, man, did you let her know about the stain rag? Because he gave her a bunch of stain rags to help her do the colors." I said, did you mention to her about the uh, stains being spontaneous combustion stuff? He goes, yeah, all right, I covered that. I thought, all right, good. I don't want to bug oh, in. Good. It's just bugging me because, so I just want to put that out there again. Even though we're going into winter, be very careful of the stain rags. I saw uh, someone sent some pictures of a, a, a really bad vacuum fire. Could have been a disastrous fire. Uh, so be very careful about that. And um, so there, so for everybody out there, I uh, hope you have a great week. And, and for the lady in Austin, who I completely screwed up wherever you are in this world, I hope you're sleeping good tonight. And, and I hope you appreciate your home now, right? You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit more because you didn't get there that night when you thought you were going to get there. And I, maybe Rob, I helped her in some ways appreciate life a little bit more. Yes. There you go. Never ask strangers and don't Absolutely. talk to strangers, right? Yes. Look at the signs. Don't ask people. Yes. Yeah. You know, one right. thing I do want to mention now that we're giving out, we're giving out advice here. Okay. Look, before, if for anybody newlyweds, you're getting married. Okay. And usually the girl's going to pick the song, like you were talking about your wedding song and everything. 
guys, don't just give them carte blanche to that. Carte blanche, carte blanche. Don't just let them. Who picked the song? Did you pick it or did you pick it together? We picked it. Yeah. She picked it. Yeah. Okay. So Pauline picked our wedding song. Our wedding song was More Than This by Roxy Music. Okay. Okay. I got to Google more that. Than, more than this, Roxy Music. Nice song. Hold on you one know. second. Play More Than This, Roxy Music. Yes. This is... This is Pauline and I. This is your song. Bouncing around the dance floor. Absolutely. This is our song. I actually happen to love that song. It's yeah. a nice song. Okay, I'm but impressed. everybody, all my buddies were like, wow, this is an yeah. amazing song. Because one of my buddies is like, hey, what's your song going to be? I go, uh, More Than This by Roxy Music. Now, here's what I'm going to tell everybody. That song, More Than This, by Roxy Music, it goes on for like 45 minutes. Oh, the dancing thing. Oh, my. I, it, yeah. That's a long song. And after we you know, made like our fifth lap around that dance floor, I finally looked at her and said, how, how long does this song go? You know, I mean, this one. Yeah, that, and that actually happened twice in the same day. Ah. Okay, because at our wedding ceremony, we're on our knees while they're playing. It was a Catholic ceremony, playing Ave Maria. Okay, there's like 15 verses to Ave Maria. I kept going to stand up and oh nope another yeah. another verse. For, yeah, uh, and I'm really like leaning over to her, going, how how many verses are? I thought Ave Maria was two verses. You know, I thought I'd be up in 45 seconds. But so for guys, don't you, let the girl pick the song, but. Make sure there's a you know two and a half three minute time limit on that song. Well, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to have a reason to call you. Uh, to, that I need to get something for Rob. I'll, I'll say yeah hey, yeah you know I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of Rob and I'm have, in the background. <laughs> she's going to hear this when I call your wife now. Like two or three times, it'll be like, you know, this. She'll just barely be able to make it out. Yeah. And she go, oh, I love that. Yeah, I really I love that song too. It's always been my song. All right, that's our song. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was a classic. You know, it, I had never heard it at another wedding. It was yep. great. But there you man, go. oh man, I you, you know I need to sit down after a while, take a little rest. All well, right. Wayne, I kind of like this. This was our first fireside chat with Wayne and Rob on the floor with Wayne and Rob. So I think it went well. I think we could do more of these fireside chats. I'm looking forward to fireside chat number two. It was yeah. good catching up with you. I know you and I are hit the road pretty good now, so we don't see each other too much. So it's good catching up. Yep. Likewise, Rob, I appreciate it. Uh, we, we didn't dive deep into too much into floors, but you know what? Once in a while, I think that's okay. So uh, we did have a good feel good story with the, my there boys from Commodore Floors, man. Absolutely. Okay. So this has been On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.